Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life. Now, I'm your host, Francine Belly, and I show purpose-driven entrepreneurs, CEOs, and professionals a powerful pathway to become recognized thought leaders in their field, increase their visibility, trust, and profitability. So join me and my guests every Tuesday for inspirational stories and practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world. This week, I'm really, really delighted to have in this episode, Harpal Dots. She is the kindness chef and also a podcast host and visiting lecturer at the University of Westminster. I first met actually her, Paul, uh, in a tech network um, called Fempeak at the time, and um, which is now rebranded in Peak, although Fempeak is part of a strand that they still have, where she really built that case of kindness uh, as a tool that we can all use to grow personally and professionally. So. I thought that her perspective actually on kindness can really add a great deal to this conversation that we are having in this season uh, about employee ambassadors. So I've invited Harpal to share her insight and she kindly said, yes, Harpal, welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Thank you so much, Francine. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. And um, uh, I brand myself as the world's first kindness chef. And um, I'm also a founder of Kindness Cafes. And um, I'm really excited that we met through this technology community. And um, I have an opportunity now to talk a bit more about kindness and the work that I do. Yes, I love that. Thank you. I love those kindness cafes. I love to get to one of those. (laughs) Where are they? (laughs) (laughs) where are those cafes (laughs) yeah well uh, I'll let you know actually when I'm running another event Um, yeah at the moment it can be virtual or in person Mm -hmm. and um, I did run an event for entrepreneurs actually a lunch um, in uh, July so I'm thinking of running another one which if I do I will invite you to Totally. I love, definitely love to get to a kindness cafe. This sounds so great. (laughs) So for those who don't know you, I know that you talked about uh, you being, uh, you know, the first kindness chef. But for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit more who you are and what you do, actually. Yeah, so some of um, my background is um, I've always been curious about people and uh, business. So I studied psychology and management a long, long time ago. And then I went on to um, become a chartered business psychologist with the British Psychological Society. And um, I lecture in positive psychology and professional and personal development um, and I've just, you know, I think it's probably since about 2016 is when my kindness, um, when I really started actively teaching about kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, what more would you like to know? Yeah. How did you end up really focusing on kindness? So, so that is a, a bit intriguing, actually. <laughs> yes. In this well where, you know, it's doggy dog kind of world. Well, now it's become popular, I would say. Mm -hmm. Kindness is a bit more 
it's a phrase which you know people talk about values i've seen it in people's branding and company branding mm. um but actually my story began with compassion in 2008 i realized how powerful compassion was and i wanted to teach leaders and managers about compassion but um i although i found it was really powerful and easy i found it was quite difficult to explain to people what is compassion and so compassion is when we um we we realize that suffering exists and we want to alleviate that suffering by helping them with what they might need um and after this i realized i learned about self compassion so i was exploring how can we be compassionate to others if we don't have self compassion and then i tried to teach leaders about self compassion but it was very difficult at the time to explain again what is self compassion and it was when i kind of i just pondered upon kindness and you know i've i've taught i've i've run kindness cafes and different events where there's even been children you know they can tell you five year old child what is kindness draw a picture of kindness so kindness seems to be the word it's very simple the language which um it seems you know i don't have to explain what is kindness so this is where the journey began and the reason why is that um the more i the more and more i work in this area i realize people are not very kind to themselves Mm -hmm. and um i've discovered that i'm one of those people because i was asked by a branding um, specialist a few years ago you know why do you wake up nobody else wakes up to do this work what is it why do you do this and i said i just do it she's like no so she almost started like an inner surgery prodding me where then i started to have therapy and learn more about myself and i realized i am not very kind to myself and the more people i have the discussions with i realize this is like a universal thing that people um can be very critical and judge themselves and judge others and so i believe both are important but um i kind of was angling in this like self kindness um being kinder to ourselves so that we are kinder to others but really being honest and realizing um i think a lot of people are also in denial where they think that they are being kind but they're not very self aware most people do not have self awareness yeah so myself included i thought i did I've spent yeah. a long time doing this work. So this is what one of my passions are and gives me meaning is to encourage this conversation and help people although everybody knows what kindness is it, it doesn't mean it's very easy for us always to practice especially when people are suffering. Mhm. Mm this mm -hmm. is when I've seen when we're really having a difficult time. Mhm. Mm I mean I think it's very hard yeah. then to remember. Yeah, yeah. What would be the simple definition of what that means, being kind to ourselves? What, what would that be? I, I mean, I think it can be like learning how to become our own best friend in oh. terms of the self-kindness. Yeah. Um, there's so many meanings. I, I, I mean, I think although it's very simple, mm. it's, um, it's, it's almost to be gentle and tender. Yeah. with ourselves and with other people but it's not about self indulgence it's mm -hmm. also about being honest yeah kindness could be it's not to lie mm. it's also um to be kind of clear 
and being careful how we say to people what we really mean. But if you don't really want to be somewhere, being able to say no, perhaps in terms of like, let's say boundaries. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I love your, you know, this whole concept of kindness and also what you said earlier, which I'm going to come back to it, compassion, which is a word that I love as well. And I also use that in one of my model called compassionate leadership, but actually, it is very hard, as you say, to explain what compassion is because people have different words, you know, or, uh, you know, thought or, you know, idea of what this compassion means. It just feels yes. to people that compassion means that you just uh, be, feel sorrow for people and do things for themselves, which actually I say, no, that's not what compassion means. And but is I know that it is very difficult to um, explain what compassion means. And also sometimes people even place empathy like highest than compassion you know that so you read my mind Francine there because <laughs> no, I forgot to talk about empathy about this as well so it's so funny that we are kind of on the same level and I say no empathy you know is not higher than compassion <laughs> yeah they could be fighting with each other there is another word empathy what does this mean explaining yeah. that to people and I think we all need a level of empathy, but too much can lead to empathy fatigue. Also, yeah. although people sometimes say compassion fatigue, I would say that's incorrect. Yeah, um, we do need empathy, mm -hmm. um, but you know, feeling sorry for people—it's not going to do much. It's not helpful to have pity too much. Yeah. But compassion is to see that they're suffering and think about how can we help them. That's it. Asking them how can I help you? What is it that you need? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are afraid of this, especially in the workplace. <laughs> I had somebody and I was saying, you should teach your leaders about compassion. He was like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I prefer empathy, he said. Uh, yeah. We need both. But there's a lot of data and science around yeah. compassion mm -hmm. and how it can reduce burnout and stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can you know solve these things so why is empathy seem to be higher than a, a compassion actually which is funny you know I don't have the answer I also ponder <laughs> and also sometimes I love I, I just have the tendency or wanted to change the word compassion because in some words in some years compassion feels too soft it feels like some so, kind of fluffy it's... things that other people do but not in proper business <laughs> you know <laughs> I'd say it's anything but soft so all these words like kindness we they may be simple and you think they're soft but actually um I've been working on a book for years which I hope will come out soon <laughs> but um I think if we look deeply it's not something soft and fluffy mm -hmm. to be honest to really be aware of ourselves to know about ourselves and to be doing our actions out of um just wanting to do good um it's not soft yeah it requires a lot actually to notice to see other people suffering and to want to help them so it's upside down and um, it has become fashionable but um I think that they are things that we need to explore more, which is why it's great that on your podcast you are pondering we're learning together and mm -hmm. we're thinking about, how can we explore all these words, which I think are useful? 
Yeah, yeah. And also, I love the fact that you also say that it starts by ourselves, self-compassion. How can we give something that we are not even aware about or we don't even have? We can't give something that we don't have. Although we tend to say, well, we're going to give that to other people. Having, first of all, for to ourselves, whether it's kindness or compassion to ourselves, as well is very, very hard because as much as we all are great and wanted to develop, you know, sometimes, as you say earlier, some of us are in self-denial. <laughs> we just think that we are yeah. a lot compassionate. Hey, see, how I'm doing <laughs> to these people, how I'm doing this. And then actually <laughs> we don't have any self-compassion to ourselves. You know, we come back, we just drink too much. We self-harm ourselves and all those other things, you know. Yes. I and- think... There's a big denial. Do you know that the the grief curve, which is used in change, or the yeah. first stage is denial. Yes. So yeah, I yeah. I think that people the need Elizabeth Kubler Ross, right? Yes, this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody should just reflect a little bit and explore, mm-hmm. and get feedback as well, because sometimes we think we're also being kind to others, but we're really doing what we want, exactly. not necessarily what somebody else wants and needs. Exactly. And um, <laughs> so it's 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 there's a lot to talk about here. I don't know how much we're going to cover in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So let's come back now to you know, uh, you know, to yourself. And actually, um, what did you want to do when you grew up? When you were kids, were you thinking of all these things, or did you have something very different in mind that you wanted to do? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea about this kindness chef. It didn't <laughs> exist then. So I have to say, your questions are really good. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> really good questions. So one of the things I remember was I wanted to be an air hostess, uh-huh. which I really don't want to be now. But no, me too. Be- actually, <laughs> at some stage, I also wanted to be a air hostess, which I definitely don't want now. <laughs> yes. So I think it was this kind of glamour of traveling, of exploring, of seeing the world, which I have done without being an air hostess. Exactly. Where I think you know, um, it's kind of it's quite a difficult, demanding job with all these time zones and sleep. So I think it was this idea of um, exploring places, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I have done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, there is quite good commonalities here. It's actually exactly the same for me. I love the idea of traveling, but yeah, I will be a very bad hostess, uh, hostess (laughs) actually. (laughs) Because, you know, (laughs) yes, uh, it's just, and then obviously I got around doing my digital nomad stuff quite a lot of time without uh, being, um, you know, a a hostess. Yes, which definitely. And now you are actually exploring uh, the other realm, you know, uh, so just moving. And after a hostess, anything else that you wanted to do before you I got to this remember, one actually I think I was lost and confused yeah I don't think I really knew and I used to be a bit jealous of the people that knew you I yeah. want to be a doctor I want uh-huh. to do this I was a little bit open uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and maybe the air hostess it's also this thing about people perhaps mm-hmm. and talking to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember there may have been other things but I wasn't I didn't have a clear clear-cut idea <laughs> 
<laughs> That's okay. That's good, actually. So now let's come back again to um this um you know um topic uh, of this season, which is employee ambassador, employee advocacy. Now I tend not to say employee advocacy because with some of my American guests, I understood that employee advocacy meant so something totally different from them. So let's talk about employee ambassador. So let's say that which problem do you think that you are helping individuals and companies solve when it comes to kindness and be, and then we're going to get into much more like employee ambassador? Well, I would say it can help you with everything. But uh, let's start with, okay, so the big one everyone's talking about, like burnout and stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started to explore about this question, I was thinking it can really help people from disconnection to connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it can help people a lot of language now around belonging and inclusion, um, about how do we um, also safety. There's a lot of talk about psychological safety and effective teams and cultures have this. Um, also lack of meaning and purpose. So I would say that there are, I mean, anything that really happens in a company organization, I think kindness can help um, with. Uh, Perhaps to begin with, is this like fast-paced world, distracted world that we're living in, which is leading to this epidemic of loneliness and stress. Wow. You are solving big, huge problem. Wow. As you are actually outlining those problems, I say, wow, yeah, those are huge problems, especially the last one that you just say, you know, this loneliness and disconnecting ourselves from this is like an epidemic, even bigger than uh, COVID, actually. And then people yes. are not even aware of that. Wow. Yeah, because we're living in our own little islands, we've lost this whole community aspect. Mm. wow 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 yes those are huge 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 problems so yes so definitely those are very big problems that we definitely need to solve with kindness <laughs> and then as i was saying that in this episode if we just try to focus on employee advocacy employee ambassador and how employers can really empower their employees to become their best ambassador um, how can they use this kindness or in your kind model to do that, actually, to create something a little bit, you know, um, sy- systematic in their organization rather than just doing here and there? Is there a way of doing that? Well, uh, with a background of business psychology, a lot of what's different about my work is reflection. So great question, Francine. It's like a lot of the world is doing, 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 busy. We don't know, are we doing the right things? So um, I've created this model, which is called the kind model to help me with teaching about Mm -hmm. kindness. And so I think this model is very flexible. So um, if we're looking at it from an employer perspective, a company could use this model thinking about, so the K begins with knowing. It could start with, you know, what do we already know? What do we need to know? So paying attention to what are their, what's their knowledge, skills, and experience. And um, I like to start with knowing because it's a place of, you know, um, information, it's not scarcity. 
I don't want to say abundance, mm. that's very overused, but let's say it's a place perhaps where we're not starting from zero. Mm -hmm. So what do we already know? Mm. And maybe what do we need to know? Mm. And um, then the second stage is intending, which is what do we need and want? So a company could start to explore about this question, maybe individually. Um, all the employees could think about that and um, write on a little post-it note um, what is it that um, the company needs and perhaps wants and then they could perhaps see what are the main themes that are coming across so helping to think about intention so not just doing but really reflecting and thinking about um, what is it that we need and want and also employees can think about this I think this is quite difficult. We don't really know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's not an easy thing to solve, but there are easy exercises which can help people to um, think about this. Yeah. Um, and then the next stage is about nourishing. Now, we pay a lot of attention, like there's a big movement with healthy eating, and maybe not everybody's paying attention and doing this, thinking about nourishing food. I, I call myself the kindness chef because what are, what are the nourishing like words and other things that we're putting into our body? So nourishing is to think about what nourishes and energizes the business, perhaps. So this could be to do with income. It could be to do with um, employee wellness. Like what are the measures of nourishment in terms of um, what gives this company energy? So this could also be to do with strengths. And as an individual working in an organization, people can think as well, what nourishes and energizes me? And then perhaps having a conversation with your manager, because managers are not mind readers. They need help. So um, this can help an individual to be kinder to themselves, thinking about sharing what they want to share in the workplace in terms of nourishment and energy. And then finally, the stage is D for doing. So let's not start with doing, but end with doing. So what can you start to do? And perhaps keep it quite small, these tiny habits, and then, you know, celebrate, um, like, what small things can they start to do? It might be that they want to stop doing certain things. Now that they know certain things, and maybe the intention is different, um, maybe they realize that, um, they're not being kind to themselves as a company and this is a really simple you know it can take four minutes to do this one minute per um, question if you wanted to do it really fast mm -hmm. or it could take a whole day yes but just getting take the whole year as well <laughs> <laughs> or your whole lifetime but really it may help this just stopping slowing down to reflect together and um uh, some of the things that I've seen with companies, they're just so busy. So having these moments where perhaps it's like a collective sharing, coming together to uh, communicate and see what this looks like as a plan. A lot of plans are just really detailed and quite boring mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and put people off. So when you're talking about, I think, employee ambassador, employees want to be excited about what they're going to be sharing about. It needs to relate to them um so that's why some of the activities or the way that i design things is to be more um empowering mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Wow, I love this model, actually. It's very, very good, actually. Okay, for knowledge, and uh, what do we have and what do we know already? Uh, I for intention or intending, uh, what yeah. do we need, what do we want, and reflecting around that. And we have the N, which is nourishing, nourishing food. I love that one, too. And what energizes us, what our strength, and then the D, doing. And it can be what we stop and what we start as well. I love the model. As you say, it's simple, but it is com complete. You know, those are the kind of models that are seem kind of simple, but it's so complete that you can use that. And yeah. really, as you say, to empower those uh, both managers and the employees as well. And they can both use that in those sessions um, to, you know, to just know each other. Yeah, and then I think the culture, a culture emerges when we continue to use something. So it has to be perhaps used once a month or in your team yeah. meeting. It could be the end of a team meeting or in the appraisal or the end of a weekly check-in. So to create a culture of kindness or whatever your culture you want to create, it has to become a habit. And you have to make it really simple because people are not going to go away I think, and do the exercises. So when you have your meetings, see if they can be more energizing so that your employees want to be ambassadors. Mm -hmm. They want to go out and talk about your company and how it's a good place to work because you listen to your employees and you take care of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so, so powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Um, can you actually give us perhaps any example of any company that you might have worked with, whether a small or big one, uh, and, you know, how, you know, you apply this model and what were the results or some kind of anecdotes? Um, well, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, so I had, um, I'll, I'm going to share a story about two clients during the pandemic mm. um, where I I ran a kindness cafes menu with them. So, <laughs> um, <a> menu. <laughs> yes. And this was an online experience. Okay. So it was a lunchtime experience. And these clients were in China huh. during the lockdown where everybody was working at home and they were not able to meet each other. And some of these people, they couldn't leave their house. Mm -hmm. And in between our training session, people were being called to be COVID tests, oh have the God. COVID test live, you know, every day. So yes. very, very kind of difficult, stressful time. And what I was um, lucky to do was that, you know how, so say we have a lunch together, we share a meal um, this can be very, um, it's been going on for our whole lifetimes, you know, sharing food together over a table, mm. how it food tastes tastier when you're eating yeah, with other people. Of course, yeah. So um, it was a lunchtime. And what, what I was asked to do was run a menu on mindfulness. So I have created a kindness A to Z for well-being. Mm -hmm. The M then was mindfulness, but now I think I've changed it to meaning. But <laughs> The client asked me um, about mindfulness. So um, there was a starter, main and dessert. And um, my client said to me, you know, I have a lot of introverts. They're not going to talk, you know, make sure it's only an hour. And um, but actually we went on for 90 minutes. So I think it's a 90 minutes experience. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I had very short activities to do. 
um, where I get people to do just a very short, say, mindfulness, becoming aware of their breathing, um, thinking about our feelings. I like to teach people um, about the feelings wheel and increase their feelings vocabulary. Mm. So we looked at that, sharing our feelings. And sometimes, so we don't know what we're feeling. We never know the right words to describe feelings. We can have more than one feeling at the same time. And then um, the main was um, we had was a drawing activity. Okay. And they had like one or two minutes where they had to draw themselves as they are, draw yourself with your biggest problem, and draw yourself with your problem solved. And um, the drawing aspect, this comes from um, a trauma psychologist or psychotherapist that has spent 50 years um, doing research on trauma. Um, I can't remember now the name of the book, but I can share that with you after for the mm -hmm. notes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, during the drawing experience, a lot of um, uh, unkindness comes up. I can't draw. I'm not very good. <laughs> this is a really quick, like, scribbling exercise. But yes. it's so powerful. It doesn't matter what the drawings look like. Uh -huh. Some people are sharing their drawings. And so this was a great way to capture, without judgment, what is people's experience right now? And to be able to share that if you want to. So some people shared it with me privately and some people shared in the group. Mm -hmm. And then the last part was about gratitude. That was the dessert. Yeah, <laughs> something sweet. So that was something sweet was gratitude. And um, I didn't want to force people because, you know, forcing there's a lot of science around gratitude, how good this is for us. And um, but I said to people, you don't, you know, if you can't, if there's nothing you can be grateful for, then that's okay as well. Mm -hmm. And this is when the real kind of juice and meat came out. So it's the power of sharing those stories and what people were grateful for or if they're not grateful. And that's where I said to the client, shall we carry on? She's like, mm -hmm. yes. So people <laughs> were sharing. Um, and I did this with two different separate teams in China. Mm -hmm. and some of the feedback was, and I also ran another like follow-up on self-compassion. Um, so one client said that um, I hosted a kindness cafe for a team of 30 in Shanghai during the lockdown. And she put, she expertly guided us through a four course because there's another, uh, there was a loving kindness um, meditation at the end, many okay. of kindness uh -huh. that saw us draw, talk and meditate. And we all left the session feeling a bit lighter, brighter and inspired. Mm. And, um, you know, I won't keep on like it's bigging myself up, you know. I forgot that is, yeah, but it's, it's so important. Really, it's not necessarily stay. about me, but I, I'm creating that space. This is what I like to do. Create the space with interesting activities, not too long, not too theoretical, mm. um, but really giving people it's this space, uh, facilitated conversation, mm. but slightly different. Mm. so the nourishment yeah. comes in sharing stories and we all know how powerful stories are and also listening to each other which mm -hmm. nobody is really good at mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not a good listener I come from a family of not good listeners your family trained you not to yeah. you know to be <laughs> and, but my mom my mom does say to me well do you focus on what did what did I do that was good <laughs> she says, <laughs> which you know is probably kindness wow this is so so powerful Apple, because wow i know what happened during covid time in china really oh my gosh and having this menu <laughs> yes 
I it was can't... slightly different. They were doing a lot of yoga and other, mm -hmm. they were drawing things which perhaps may complement this, but yes. they didn't have this reflective aspect. Also, mm -hmm. like sharing, you can't share during a yoga class. <laughs> um, no. So um, I think it's this being together and in a slightly different way. One of the other clients was like, you know, we want to send our employees something, but we can't send them anything. That's mm -hmm. why they wanted to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so yeah. people remember experiences more. Totally. If you totally. send them, you send them something, they might mm -hmm. not use it totally. or um, look yeah. at it. Yeah. What will be the drinks then? Because we have like the starter, the main and the dessert. <laughs> Any drink in this session? Yes. <laughs> what so, will be the drink? <laughs> um, this, this varies, but it, it normally ends with this loving kindness. May I be well to myself and, you know, sending good wishes to the people you perhaps don't like, um, mm. the people that you love to yourself. Can you give yourself kindness? Um to anything difficult that's going on in your life so normally i i end with this loving kindness aspect mm. of wishing yourself well and sending out these wishes to other people other people wow that is so so powerful wow my gosh wow this there's is... a lot of science so scientifically the loving kindness meditation by tanya singer a neuroscientist was mm. found to be one of the most effective Okay. Which also was how I learned about compassion back in 2008. And I saw that power when her research came out actually in that same year. Mm. So I like to bring, bring people evidence-based practices yeah. in a more fun, mm. interesting way, which is not PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. so, and Tanya Singer, the name is like Singer. Singer? Yes. Singer. Okay. Mm. I will have a look at so that. She's a famous neuroscientist, done a lot of research on empathy and compassion. Okay. Wow. That is uh, awesome to know. Wow. Cool. Very, very, I love that, actually. I can be discussing about this for ages. Uh, so, yeah. So tell me, um, have you actually worked or come across perhaps an organization where this model would not work at all or didn't work? Any, well, any, luckily, any that hasn't happened yet. But also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this won't work for people that don't believe in kindness, I think. Mm -hmm. So... If in the beginning they don't believe that kindness is important or well-being, it probably won't work. Mm. Um, so, it, I mean, people have this as values, but it doesn't mean that they always demonstrate them. Like I've worked in the NHS, which oh. you think would be a kind environment, but Ooh. there's a lot of bullying and harassment. Yep. And things. Yep. So you could have a value, but it's not always... Uh, really in the culture yeah. so I would say that maybe this model approaches um, like applies a bit more to more kind of creative entrepreneurial people that are a bit more perhaps forward thinking mm. or or they could be traditional you know people knew in the old days what is kindness mm. so it's nothing really kind of new yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, it's funny because, yes, those creative people and forward-thinking people already know that this is going to be good. But people who need it the most are those organizations that are crunching, you know, <laughs> where, you know, there's a lot of burnout. And those organizations who don't believe in it that are going to be the one that is where it's needed the most, yeah. actually. <laughs> I'm not sure that we can help everybody. And then there's the workaholics, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> nothing is good everything in moderation exactly everything in moderation every single thing in moderation so um what would you say is you know the advice for leaders that you may have if people are quite interested to actually start creating a culture of kindness um so where people obviously love to come and love what they do and become also their best ambassador, which is the theme of uh, this uh, this season. Any advice for leaders who are interested? Where can they start? So I would say it starts with them. Themselves, yeah. And how they behave and what they believe is important. Mm -hmm. So really, if they don't believe in this and it's not important to them, it's very difficult to um, get other people <laughs> to start creating a culture. Mm -hmm. um, around any topic now we're talking specifically about kindness mm -hmm. and I would say that um, to begin by being kinder to themselves and others uh, by starting to listen more to themselves so paying attention to themselves as well as to other people <clears throat> so this sounds really simple but perhaps this is you know we remember when someone really sees us and hears us and gives us some attention. I think we don't forget that kind of experience unless it's like negative kind of attention. Mm. Um, so I would, my advice to leaders is to keep it simple, to see if they can pay attention to how they can be less distracting to their employees. So put their phone away, <clears throat> don't look at your screen. Um, maybe have an environment with less distractions and really give somebody like one minute or five minutes of attention and listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That will go a long way. My gosh, if a so, leader come and give a one minute attention to everybody, I'm sure yeah. they will remember that definitely. And an employee would definitely become an ambassador because it's how do we feel? So really, can we listen without having all these questions and judgment? So it's a really difficult practice. That mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think um, nobody can really do, like, you know. So it's good to be honest, but it's good to try. Right. Yes. So yes. really listen, see what this person is telling you. And then the compassionate thing would be if somebody's suffering, asking, How can I help you? And they give you an answer, and maybe you can't help with that, but there's something else. But even just asking the question, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you have to solve their whole problems. Just Listen and see how you can help or maybe somebody else can help or maybe the listening is enough and it helps you to think about this person slightly differently and see how you can help them to do a good job in the workplace. Because at one point, we're all going to go through difficulties in our life. Mm -hmm. Every human. So I would say in this fast-paced world, um, instead of scrolling, stop look and listen almost as you would cross the lights you know yeah love that stop look and listen yeah wonderful wonderful so now let's get to the last part of this uh, podcast which is all about meaning money and movement which is actually why i created this podcast in the first place the 3m so um first of all what gives you meaning in life and you know where do you get your inspiration from so I'd say I'm quite lucky that um, most of what I do, it has to have meaning. 
So I've always struggled to go to work somewhere <laughs> and fit into a standard job. Paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so I like to normally, you know, my energy comes from something that strengthens me. So some of this work around kindness, um, it's quite fascinating. It's kind of difficult as well to come up with these ideas. Um, but when I speak to somebody like you, and if I add value, then that really makes a difference to me. So it's um, making a positive difference to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And also for me to be learning. So we do the work that we need the most is yeah. a common saying. So I'm doing this for myself and hopefully to help other people. Mm -hmm. um, and inspiration comes from nature. Mm -hmm. So I like... Um, islands quiet places or going for a walk to be by the river by water and also reading like if you're reading a good book something that you're interested in yeah wow that's is wonderful wonderful yes uh you know just doing all those practices uh and you know you know being lucky enough i can't i don't even even want to say being lucky enough because trying to choose meaning is is yeah is is just something that we all have to really look into sometimes i know that it may be difficult for some people to just do something that is meaningful they need the paycheck but you know as much as we can um you know it's good to find meaning in you know what we do otherwise you know we're just going to just go you know sleepwalking and just automate automate like automate like a robot <laughs> and meaning is very very important and having finding places to get inspiration like you in nature and walk and you know reading and all those things we need to really find something that gives us inspiration and my podcast actually is like you people like you actually give me a lot of inspiration as well and uh, hopefully some of our listeners who actually download this podcast um you know this is all this is it you know they get inspiration from people like you you yes, know definitely. variety of people on this podcast talking about different aspect of meaning and is so so empowering and you know inspiring for myself actually this is a little bit of a selfish podcast for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah for because i just love to talk about meaning and give meaning to people as well so inviting some of the most inspirational people that i can see when i'm in on a webinar or a workshop or uh, elsewhere i love inviting them on the podcast to share their wisdom like you're doing and thank you so much and also yes we would love for people to have jobs with meaning but if they don't then perhaps thinking about what happens when they come home and their time when they're not working what gives them meaning and helps them is something for someone yes. to think about cool yeah that's that's lovely so now let's say money i am so generous and i'm going to give you one billion pound today so what would you do with the money and how would you spend your days <laughs> okay in the beginning this is a hard question Francie. i was like why are you asking me this and i don't know what to do um so I would like to create a retreat space on an island um, mm -hmm. for people to come and slow down and refocus and re-evaluate their life, mm -hmm. which is beyond yoga and these aspects of external um, practices um, or, you know, going to a spa. And mm -hmm. yes, I, I'd like them also to have a garden and to realize about good food. 
Mm. Um, but to have um, a space where people can come and also be more connected with nature. Um, and also like resources for kindness cafes. I was thinking, imagine if you go into a hospital, there's a space or in a school. I also work in a university. So <clears throat> there would be resources in these public spaces where I have so many ideas of like resources. There could be a book or some cards or a little corner with a cup of tea. And <clears throat> it could be serving yourself kindness, which I have done at some events. So having um, resources to do this. Mm, mm, that is awesome yeah see you know you can see now where you're going to spend your money <laughs> <laughs> we find a way <laughs> and trust me that is going to really go a long long way actually <laughs> empowering people with all those uh, kindness cafes and resources and uh, wow wonderful so and now what do you want to be remembered for well this question i was unseen uh, <laughs> okay I put Ask making a small, they're good questions, but okay, making a small positive difference in someone's life for the greater uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a simple thing like that. And, uh, you know, just making a difference in people's life. Yeah, that is so, so awesome. So now how can people reach you and learn more about you and your work? So the website is www.kindnesschef.com and my email is thekindnesschef at gmail.com and I'm on Instagram at kindnesscafes. Mm. And then I have my podcast, which you can find on the website. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Harpal, oh, it's so much. We regret that, you know, <laughs> we just have to leave it here for today. Thank you so, so much for your time joining me today on the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast and really sharing your valuable, valuable insight. I really enjoyed that. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that is it for today. And before we go, don't forget to subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast if you love what you've heard. The show notes of the episode are on my website, francinebelay.com slash podcast. Once you are there, you can also take the free personal branding for impact test. It's only two minutes and you will discover the score in seven key areas to improve your career or business success through personal branding. It's quick and it's free. I will see you next week for another episode of season nine. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.